Hello, wonderful people, and welcome back to another episode of Lost in the Political Woods. Once again, it is me, Kevin, filling in for my friend, David Champion. He will be with us, not next week, but the week after, for sure, um, taking a little break um, to catch up on life and stuff. So I will do my best to keep you guys entertained and informed on a very worldly event that just occurred, but nobody in America knows about it. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Eurovision. What is it? Let's find out together. The following is a part of Uchi Productions, all rights reserved by Kieran Nunez and his colleagues. All opinions expressed are strictly their own. Podcast Lost in the po- Lost in the Political Woods. Your one-stop shop for politics and laughs, all in the same place. And now let's give a warm welcome to my podcast partner, Kevin Nunez. Thank you, David. Are you tired of the same political rhetoric? Are you tired of the red guys versus the blue guys, one newscast versus the other newscast. Well, so are we. In this podcast, we do tournaments with our own personal reactions with a fun comical twist. Get ready, enjoy the show. Episodes occur once a week on Tuesdays. Hi, guys, and like I said, it's Kevin. And today's episode, I'm going to talk about Eurovision. But before I get into Eurovision, let me know in the comments. Have you guys heard of Eurovision? Do you guys know what it is? Do you guys watch it every year? Do you have no interest in it? Do you even know that Eurovision is political? Because it is. Um, let's dive into it. Uh, again, let me know in the comments. What do you guys think of Eurovision? Um, Eurovision, for those of you who don't know, because that's where I'm going to start, um, is a song contest um, where different countries vote on what songs they like. What makes it different than American Idol or the voice that we have in America? Well, it's quite simple. It's not American at all. Um, It's kind of backwards. The whole thing started back in 1956 to kind of make peace um, after World War II to make sure everybody gets along with everybody. So, um, after 1956, it became this worldwide international event where every country in Europe including Russia would send artists and songwriters each country would send a performer or performers up to a band no more than six where they would uh, be based on and the competition would be based on the song itself and and the stage presence and all that good stuff. 
Now again, what makes it different than American Idol is because people actually really care about their countries, unlike America where we say we do something, but we really don't care because in America, after we watch American Idol, we don't really pay attention to it too much later. I like it because it's out of the box. I think America needs more out of the box. America is very comfortable in their comfort zone bubble. And Eurovision is the opposite of a bubble. You kind of have to do things to be um, stand out. Like, um, example, there was a guy who made a whole song while running on a hamster wheel. There's also been, you know, tremendous tremendous ballots like ABBA who won one year um that's how they got the start ABBA who makes um Mamma Mia cause you've all seen Mamma Mia um that's they got their start on Eurovision um Celine Dion won for Sweden um in you know the, the 80's um even though she's from Canada, she got hired by Sweden to sing a song for Sweden, and she won in the mid-80s. So there's a lot of history to Eurovision, unlike American Idol, unlike The Voice, where we don't really remember who they are after they win. All we focus is on, oh my god, I hope our guy doesn't lose. In Eurovision, it's quite the opposite. They don't actually focus on the performer or the band itself. Um, in fact, when they present the country, they don't really tell you a lot about the artist. Um, you kind of have to research the artist prior to the contest. You kind of have to get ready for it, unlike in The Voice or American where they spoon feed you, hey, here's a guy you know, with autism, or here's the guy whose mom got a cancer. They, they just say, here's the artist, here's the song, here's the country. So you have to research it on your own, which is one of the reasons I think it's really cool. Another reason why I think it's really cool um, is because, um, simply put, um, you have to actually compete in each country to actually get there. Every country has some sort of competition just to get on the Eurovision stage. Um, and since it is a non-profit, in parentheses, uh, competition, it's run by essentially the PBS of Europe, which is called, of course, Eurovision. Um, they have to earn their way to get there. They have to pay their way to get there. They have to, uh, you know, make a stand. Um, what I think is interesting also is every song has some sort of message behind it, whether it be social, whether it be economical, um, whether it be for human rights, uh, gay rights, uh, women's rights, um... Obviously, with the war, with the war in Ukraine going on, um, it's been very focused on anti-war efforts 
And of course, recently, Russia has been banned. Do I think America could or should be part of the American Song Contest? That is the real component of this. Because even though us in America don't recognize it as an actual event, to the rest of the, to the rest of the world it is. And American thinks Americans like to think we know the world, but we really only understand like one percent of it because our American culture is very isolative, and shows like Eurovision are designed to be inclusive of other countries. In uh, case in point, Australia has been involved in Eurovision for many, many years. Um, Russia, up until last year, of course, with the war, was a frequent participant in Eurovision. Um, America had its version of the Eurovision Song Contest um, back in 2021, I believe, hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. Um, instead of emulating the Eurovision that we kind of morphed it into our own Americanized thing and it kind of destroyed it, there was no pomp, there was no circumstance. Um, unless you are... Michigan and Ohio State between in college in college football um there really is no rival rivalry between states um so really nobody cared the only way it would have worked in my humble opinion um is that we would have invited all of all of all of America all the continents you know Canada. Canada, USA, South America, with all their little countries, um, the Cuba in there. That's how you would have been the real Americans song contest. But the idea of having all these little states go back and forth with each other honestly doesn't work at all. So that's why I think the... Um, American Song Contest failed. Unlike in Eurovision where you'll see the Baltic countries vote for each other. You'll see the former the former Soviet Union countries vote for each other. Every song has either a, a good message to it or a goofy little message to it. Um, you'll even have countries that'll purposely have a made-up language in there so they can um, avoid having to host it in the next years because one of the only real requisite of winning is that you have to host um, the contest in the next year. Um, and again, I don't even know how that would even work in the U.S. because... Could Kansas even host a you know Euro an American version of it if Kansas won? For example, I'm just using Kansas as an example. 
Um, so what I find disconcerting is that a Americans don't even know what this is, even though it's on Peacock for free. Um, if you have Comcast, we have Peacock, so it's on there. you if you in the show notes I posted, you'll see lots of more in-depth videos about why Americans should care about Amer- about Eurovision. I think it's sad that in America we don't care as much as we think we do about the rest of the world. We have a very isolated view, at, at least in terms of the media, about how the world um, is perceived. Um, we don't like to look outside the box. Eurovision literally forces us to look outside the box. Eurovision, it really is. Includes because you'll see gay, straight, black, white, fat, skinny, indigenous. And again, because they're focused on the song and not just here's my mom who, who died of cancer or hey, I have autism and I want you to hear my story. In fact, um, they didn't do that in America, they kind of just picked like you know 50, 56 random. Um, random singers they had a few ringers in there to make it of course more interesting michael bolton was in there jewel was in there um to make it have you know some pop to it some circumstance to it um i would like to see another try at the american song contest if they can include all of the americas you know, include Brazil, include Portugal, include, I'm sorry, not Portugal, Portugal is in Europe. Um, you know, include Brazil, include Cuba, include Ecuador, um, you know, include those countries and make it a west side of the world event, make it a real thing. But the idea of having 56 countries against each, 56 states um, a fight against each other doesn't really work. Um, so it fell flat. Um, that's it for this week's episode of Lost in the Political Woods. Please leave me know in the comments if you like Eurovision, if you think it's horrible. Have you heard about it? Do you want to try it? Was this a good episode? I know you guys miss David. This is not really, um, as political as usually are um but again my buddy's going through some stuff so i wanted to be there for him and i'm trying my best here please leave a comment please leave a like see you soon god bless and that wraps up another week of our podcast lost in the political woods i am david champion And I would like to give a special thanks to my podcast partner, Kevin Nunez. No, David, the pleasure was mine. Thank you for watching and or listening to another episode of Lost in the Philippines. Please don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe on this episode. Please leave us a review. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, 
Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you name it, we're there. See you soon. Bye.